Hi, this is Kimmy from Hong Kong. Hello, this is Jerry from Toronto bringing you The Elephant in the Asian Room. A unique, edgy, out of the box podcast where we talk about issues that Asians do not talk about. Issues like mental health, sexuality, color of your skin, success, friendships, saving face, education, and gender inequality. Welcome back everyone to our episode talking about living abroad. So for those of you who don't know, Jerry and I were both born in a different Asian country and then we subsequently moved abroad whether it is to another Asian country or to a country outside of Asia. So today we're going to talk about our experience living abroad and then whether or not we would encourage you to do the same, what did we learn from it, all the fun and all the challenges we had. So for those of you who don't know about me, I was actually born and raised in Hong Kong, a beautiful place. I really loved it. I also have family in Singapore and Australia where I would go. And then the first time I was living abroad by myself was when I studied in Sweden. I think I was 19 or 19 at the time. Yeah, so I was in Sweden for a year and then I moved to a different place to intern. I was in Egypt and then I moved back to Sweden for work and then I was also in China for another internship. And yeah, that's pretty much my experience living abroad. I think I was in the UK and then in Pakistan for a while as well. So what about you, Jerry? Tell us about your experience living abroad. Hello, it's uh, Jerry from uh, Toronto. It's uh, Thanksgiving today. Yes, yeah, so I was born in a Canadian missionary hospital in India, and then my both my parents moved to Dubai when I was very young. So I definitely spent uh, a lot of my teenage years in Dubai. I went to study in Switzerland, a cool uh, hotel management, uh, La Roche. I did my stage. I worked in Geneva. I worked in Fribourg. Uh, I worked in Crime, Montana. I also... Uh, backpacked and traveled Europe extensively more than uh, three times. I've been to more than 30 countries. Uh, I definitely have an MBA from the UK and I've also been living in Toronto, Canada for the last uh, last two and a half uh, decades. I love it. Uh, yeah, so definitely we can talk a lot about it, uh, share. All right, Kimmy, so what's the first thing we want to talk about before you want to move abroad to study or to just do backpack or travel or to live? Go ahead. What's the first thing we think definitely we need to look at? Let's talk about our expectations. Let's talk about our excitement and then all our worries about moving abroad. I remember when I picked Sweden, actually, I picked Sweden because I just I just wanted to go somewhere that snowed. Literally, that was the only <laughs> okay, reason okay. in my head. When I was okay. looking at um schools i was just like okay is it gonna be snowing at that time of year like how do i make sure i see snow because i'm just a huge fan of it so i like obviously um there's the nordic country and then sweden is already like compared to norway it's actually a bit cheaper not so much cheaper still so that's why i picked sweden i was expecting to be building a snowman with someone every day and then people will be so excited and be like oh look at the snow let's go out and take pictures that's what i expected when i went and then man when i went everyone hated the snow everyone is like why do you like it so much i hate it i don't want to build a snowman i was so sad it was just me and the snow every day yeah well Uh yeah what what about you 
Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Oh, snow. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, you can come to Canada and you can do all my snow I shoveling. I would love to. Okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, interesting. So I, um, I grew up in the north part of India, so I did have exposure to snow. And basically, yeah, the, so the, the, one of the first countries I lived was in Dubai, where it goes from like 45 degrees uh, in the heat or in the shade. It was it was hot, but there's just a lot of uh, things to do. The great beach, uh, great skiing, great uh, rollerblading. But you're right. Uh, you definitely, uh, expectations and reality is always different. Uh, Switzerland was great. Uh, very expensive. Very, very expensive. But, you know, the big mountains. Uh, the food, the culture, uh, and then definitely Canada. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't realize is, uh, you know, it, it can, the days in the summer are long, but in the winter, they're short. You know, you, you get up uh, in the morning, it's dark, and, you know, you go to bed or by five o'clock, it's dark. So you really got to get used to that. Uh, but yeah, so, so, so definitely expectations and reality can definitely be different you know the food's different the culture is different the language is different uh, the, the way of doing things are different and you know communication is different uh, i'll just give an example i was just talking to a friend of mine just the other day a classmate and he said you know someone just asked his wife where do you hail from and you know in canada you don't do that you say you know what's your background or where you're from but you don't say where do you hail from right so so, so or what is your equation with this person yeah you don't talk so the, the so the nuances and the languages are definitely definitely uh different um so let's talk about yeah sweden uh you know you, you were there what was the expectations of yours and what was the reality when you went there in the reality of food and meeting people and, you know, the socializing? How did you find uh, all that? Oh, God, I could talk like two days or 20 days about it. But, okay. you know, but OK, first, let me say, Jerry, so you were hanging out by the beach in Dubai ever since you were a kid. So you were blessed with sun-kissed skin from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I just love oh, that yes. part. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the olive skin. So, yeah, here's the interesting thing is, um, so my wife's Scottish-Canadian. My daughter's mixed, right? So, yeah, so when, when we go to whether it's Cuba or Mexico or Dominican Republic or we've been to Belize or, you know, uh, Central America, uh, I, 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 we sit in the sun. I'm tanned in five minutes. My, my daughter is tanned in 10 minutes. You know, hair becomes blonde. The eyes are green. And then my wife is there for like six hours trying to be so, so, so she eats as a red lobster. <laughs> oh <laughs> my sun, kiss skin. Ooh, I should, yeah, I should, yeah, 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 yeah. We always want what we don't have, right? So that's just it. You know, my daughter's got straight hair. She wants to make it curly. When it becomes curly, she's like, oh, I want, I want to make it. So yeah, we, we always want that. Hey, anyway, let's get back to topic. Yeah. So, yes. Um, what about you know, uh, Kimmy, calculating the cost, you know, financial cost, moving to another country. Let, let, let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So my expectation for Sweden when I first moved there, I knew it was going to be expensive. And obviously it was uh, about cost of living. Definitely when you move to a place, check out the cost of living before you move there. I checked out, I checked it out in Sweden. And when I was there, I can't say I was surprised. It's just still pretty expensive rent wise coming from Hong mm -hmm. Kong rent in Sweden for me is really really cheap just because I come from one of the most expensive cities in the world but yeah. other things like transportation food 
It was so expensive. It was almost like twice the price of where I come from. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it just makes me want to eat carrots for dinner and nothing like nothing but carrots because I couldn't afford anything else. Yeah. Oh, no, I totally agree. So I, I went to school in Cram, Montana, which is one of the most expensive uh, ski resorts in the world. And then, you know, I worked, I did my placement or co-op, like you call it, in Geneva, which was like just expensive. But a couple of things I really want to talk to people is when you're trying to move abroad, whether as a student, whether it's a backpack or, you know, one of those where you, you live and you work. Um, make sure you look into the cost of living in your destination country, right? Um, yeah, compare totally. the average salary to you, where you're living to the uh, salary there. And also start to think, like when you move to the U.S., start to think of U.S. dollars. Don't always, because you're going to get killed if you're like, man, back home, this is, I multiplied into 20 times. Then you're going to go nuts. So, so, so do that. Uh, also know the cost of shipping your personal and household items. Uh, take only what you need and, you know, find out what you can buy in your destination country. I'll make sure you have enough money to get properly settled, right? Uh, you're talking about housing. You're talking about, you know, the first month you might not have a job, transportation, and, you know, getting your health, getting insurance. Uh, and, and you're right. I think good accommodation anywhere. Forget about Hong Kong, but anywhere in the world is, <laughs> is expensive. And you know what? You also want to be, you want to find a place that's secure, where you're secure, especially as a woman, actually, really. Uh, establish an emergency fund for to make arrangements with family or friends. Um, also, you know, take uh, into account all duties, fees, taxes, you'll pay on, you know, so, so that make, keep that in mind. And also, also remember, I mean, keep, one day you're going to come back, whether it's a year or six months, so just to definitely keep uh, that cost into mind. Uh, Kimmy, do you want to add anything on that? On what have I talked about the finances? Does it make sense? I mean, what is your experience? Um, I will say that from my experience, I always end up overspending my budget. So I always keep like um, like a 30%, 20% margin, I would say, that I can overspend. So I wouldn't leave the country feeling feeling shit that I spent so much. But I yeah. would say just, just keep in mind that even though you want to live on a budget, at the end, you still want to have fun. You don't want to live like you're caged to a place. So most likely, you'll end up overspending your budget. So always keep an extra margin that you feel you can afford to overspend. Okay, awesome. Now, Kimmy, I know um, you went from Hong Kong to uh, Sweden. As a foreign student, I went uh, you know, from India first on to Dubai, then on to uh, Switzerland, then Canada. Talk to me about like the cultural, the cultural challenges. People say, yeah, but, but there are cultural nuances. So talk about some of the culture shock in terms of the food and sometimes and talk about mixing with the locals, um, the, the way we dress, the way we come across, the, the hand language, the jokes. Yeah, talk to me some of that experiences that you sort of felt or faced moving from, you know, Asia, okay. especially from Hong Kong. Yeah. Yes, Jerry. I have I have so much to talk about. Okay. okay. So this was actually something I noticed when I started working in Sweden, not when I was a student, because when I was working, I had a lot of meetings. You know, I actually had to talk to people one one on one. So that's something that I noticed, not when I was a student, but when I was actually working. 
So what happened was like in Hong Kong, when let's say when you're talking and I am acknowledging what you're saying, giving like um just like letting you know that I am listening to what you're saying. We do a lot of we make a lot of sounds like we do like mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We make that. And then when I was yeah. in Sweden, whenever we were in meetings, and then the other person was talking, and I was just like, mm-hmm. and then he or she would stop because he felt that I was about to say something. And it uh-huh. happened so many times. Like it just went on for like 15 minutes. Whenever every 10 seconds, I'd be like, mm-hmm. and then he would stop. He would be like, okay, do you have something to say? It was so awkward because for me, I was like, okay. Apparently, it's not a thing. I shouldn't make sounds, but then I just couldn't control it because I was so used to it. Whenever someone talks, I just go like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And then he would just stop. It was really, really awkward. That's one of the, that's one of the things that I learned to not do in Sweden because for them, whenever you make a sound, it means that you're ready to talk. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I think definitely when you, you know, you're, when you move abroad uh, and, and you want to go as a student or, you know, settle down or you just, you know, even going to work or just travel, um, you know, the, the whole process of adaptation, that is to me is, is cultural shock. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and when you go through a cultural shock, they usually follows a very similar pattern. You know, uh, during the first phase, you know, there's the honeymoon phase. You know, it's wow, it's a new country, it's exciting, yeah, positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then during the second phase, you know, you you call definitely, I would say, the emptiness phase. You know, uh, you feel a sense of dislocation, you feel a sense of unease, and you might feel angry, you might feel frustrated, you might feel being irritable. And, uh, you know, negative feelings, you, you start bringing negative feelings, boredom, fatigue. Um, I mean, I know for me, when I first went to Dubai, I mean, I know it's, it's, it's a Muslim country, so I had to really be sensitive to how they party, sensitive to how they communicate. Uh, like I know in most uh, Middle East countries and Muslim countries, you, you never ask them about, about their wives or about their daughters. You never talk about the women, right? Uh, so you got to be very careful. You got to be very careful about the way how you dress and how you clothe and how you come across. Uh, there's also no, you cannot do too much of, you know, holding hands with the opposite sex. So, so all that stuff. That was my first, uh, I would say, definitely cultural shock. Uh, to, to, in Switzerland, to me, it was a language. I didn't either speak French. I didn't speak German. So that I had to definitely pick up French. Um, also, the Swiss people are very uh, more conservative. So I had to really become aware of that and then the food right i mean it's, it's a totally different environment totally different food uh, it, it was expensive and then i found in canada even though i'd seen winters in india i'd seen winters in uh, in switzerland nothing prepared me for the long brutal winter of of, of canada especially toronto i mean you can literally not have sunshine for three months right so it's gray it's dark the wind it's cold so to me those were uh, I, I would definitely definitely say that those were some of the challenges that, that i faced uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it was it was it was a shock it was definitely definitely uh, i felt a, a shock to me what about uh kimmy like in 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 terms of okay so, so we go somewhere else what about like health? I mean, I mean, not every not not every country's got free health. Like in Hong Kong, do you have free health? I know we, in in Canada we have that. Uh, do you have to pay for to see the doctor? Do you have to pay to go to the hospital? Or is it all just included? Um, 
cost you technically you have to pay but you have pay a really small amount of money because like you just have to pay because a lot of people abuse the system but the thing is you pay such a small amount so okay. for whatever surgeries you have in public hospitals you only pay 15 American dollars per day and that already includes the surgery like it doesn't matter why you're at the hospital it includes everything so that's why it's super super cheap I would say and that's why yeah a lot of people still abuse the system just because it's practically free um mm. in Sweden um I was I was covered by insurance because I was there with school and then yeah. I was there yeah I was there with work and then but I knew someone that was not covered by insurance and I knew a guy back back at school. Uh, I don't know why, but like somehow his school didn't cover his insurance and he twisted his ankle. We sent him to the hospital and, you know, he got a 2,000 crowns bill. 2,000 crowns is like um, Swedish crowns. That's like wow. um, 200 euros, I think, maybe 250 American dollars. I really can't do the math, but like roughly. And just for an x-ray telling him that you know what your ankle is a bit swollen up go home rest yeah. up you'll be fine and i was like god damn yeah. that is like yeah. the least worth that's like the least worth it 250 american dollars yeah. ever spent definitely definitely I, I agree with you um if you spend like a significant uh, period abroad you know you may be exposed to health risks uh, more than a short-term traveler may need to learn how to shop for and prepare food safely uh, you know, ensuring you have access to safe and portable water. You'll have to also arrange health care for yourself and accompanying friends. Definitely buy health insurance. Uh, definitely be aware of that because health care is a serious issue. And, and you're right, in some countries it is really, really uh, expensive. And, and, and get uh, private health care. So, so we've talked about uh, you know, safety. What about accommodation? You know, looking for that right rental place and the right thing, and 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 and, and yeah, just just being a safe place. Let, let let's talk about that. What do you think? I would say when you're living abroad, it's essential to choose the place that speaks to you because you're already alone in a foreign country. For me. Like, I, I am always on a budget, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm always on a budget. Still, I want to feel safe. I want to have a place that I feel I could actually sleep at night without worrying about someone's going to break into my house and then, um, um, you know, like, there's going to be molds growing and then water dripping everywhere. I just really need that sense of security. And when I was in Sweden, one of the things, you know, I don't like big cities. Which is funny mm -hmm. because okay. when I am in small towns or like small villages, I like the serenity. But at night, and if I'm living alone, I always feel like, you know, if someone is someone going to come break into my house. And even if I scream, no one's going to hear because there are no, there's no one around in like a three mile radius. And that's always one of my biggest concerns. So personally, when I live abroad, as much as I like the quiet life, I still want to be around people because in a country where I don't technically I'm not from I want to be able to feel that I would be able to get help if I do need it okay okay yeah what about what about you like what how how do you feel about like um, accommodation do you want to live far away from civilization when you're abroad or do you want to be like in the center yeah, no, I'm a people person. I like to be at the center. I like access to cafes. I like access to the beaches. 
I like access to the theaters, to, uh, yeah, just where the action's happening. Now, I'm not exactly a party animal, but I, yeah, I like, to, I, I like that. I, I want to, when I'm in a country, whether I'm visiting or whether I'm traveling or whether I'm going to be living there, I want to live like the local. I want to see it like a local. Uh, when in Rome, be like the Romans. So I'm, I'm a big believer in that I'm not going to, when I'm in a different country, I'm not going to be looking for Indian food or Canadian food. I'm going to be looking for, yeah. I want to eat that food. I want to experience it because that, that's what I think. And that, that was coming back to my next question, Kimmy, is how have you changed? How have you grown? How are you a different person now that you've been to Australia, you've been to Sweden for, and you've lived there for a long time? How is the Kimmy different now than way before before you saw these countries and lived and experienced talk to me um okay i okay i have to be totally honest with you a long time ago i was not a very polite person i was actually kind of an annoying kid I oh was not i find it hard cool. to believe yeah <laughs> yeah well thank you i'll take that as a compliment okay but anyways growing up in Hong Kong or just like our culture in general you know when you wake up you don't you know when you live in the same house you kind of forget to say you don't forget you just don't say thank you good morning to your family when you wake up or when they when they do something for you and that uh, okay. was me before I lived abroad whenever my mom did something for me or whenever my grandma helped me I just kind of took it for granted because it's not really in our culture to say thank you it's more like you do it for family you know, and okay. when you have that okay. mentality, you do it for family, you just don't know how to say thank you, or it feels weird to say thank you, or even just okay. like morning greetings. But then I moved abroad, and then I saw everyone doing it to their family when they, even when they live in the same house, they wake up and they go like, hey, good morning, mom. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of nice. I'm going to do it back home as well. So I started doing that after I came back. And then, yeah, my whole family started doing that. And I was like, you know what? That's actually better than not saying anything at all. So that's what that's one thing I learned. And the other thing I learned is, um, is actually about the language. I don't know if we talked about it earlier. But, you know, when you learn a language from a textbook, it's always different when you practice it in real oh, life. Yeah. 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 So I have this story. It's, it's the funniest story I've heard. It's actually from a Japanese friend. She's a really, really good friend of mine. She also studied in Switzerland for high school. So, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. So before she went there, so she's from Japan, obviously. And then she grew up there. She went to international school. So every, so um, the English she knew was from school. You know, it's like textbook English. So she learned about how are you and then, you know, I am fine. Thank you. What about you? That's kind of like the standard English that she learned. And then when she went to Switzerland, everyone was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, what's up? There's nothing up in the ceiling. What's, what, what does that mean? What's up? There's nothing up there. And then yeah. it took her a yeah. long while because, like, they never taught you that at school. Once you go to school and your teacher be like, this is, people say, what's up? And this is how you respond. They don't ever teach you that at school. And that was like, that also happened to me, like, something similar because, you know, English is not my first language. So something similar happened to me. I just can't really remember it right now. But that was like one thing that I remember because it's one of the best stories that I've heard. What about you? Like, what did you learn? I'm sure yeah, you will have similar stories. Yeah, definitely. Def I, I think 
for me, going to Dubai definitely uh, prepared me for a different culture, different food, looking at different people. I'm, I'm going to give it this example. Uh, you know, if you have a well and there's a, you have a turtle in that, all he or she, that turtle, thinks that's his, that the world. But when you're looking at that uh, well from the outside, you, you're looking at so many different things. So to me, yeah, I mean, to me, going to another country opens up my eyes. It opens me to different foods, different cultures, different people, different ways of thinking. And what it makes me realize is that there's different ways to do things. Just like 2 plus 2 is 4 and 3 plus 1 is 4. And one plus one plus one plus one is four. So that's what, it, yeah. So, so it really opened up my eyes for that. In terms of Switzerland, yes, I became aware. Of, of, I got to know French. I got to know the exposure to the food. I got to know the exposure of vineyards and red wine and white wine and different ways of eating. And that you eat a soup and salad and then a main course and then a dessert. Uh, so so definitely, yeah. So I, I thought that. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely uh, coming to Canada, you know, the exposure to multiculturalism, people from different cultures. I mean, you got people, I mean, I, I live in Toronto, which is probably one of the most multicultural cities in the world. And you got more than people coming from 200 different countries. So, you know, seeing, eating and tasting Mexican food and Ethiopian food and, and North African food and Egyptian food. So, so it all makes you re realize and remember that, you know, we are just all one big humanity. We all want love. We all want to be there. We all want family. We all want to be there for one another. And yeah, it, it's there's these differences, which are these small nuances. So definitely, I would say, yeah, I learned a lot. And I, I would say I'm definitely a better person. I'm a definitely a better uh, uh, a human being for that. And, and you're right. Uh, the way we can talk, just like you said, what's up? I mean, sometimes a lot of us learn languages, you know, on, on a on a video, on a tape, or someone's this. But the real language, I find, to learn a language, you got to be there. You got to be living it. You got to be breathing it. You got to be experiencing it on a daily basis. And I think then that's the way you you'll definitely become learn another language. And I think that every time you learn another language, it's good for your brains. It's good for you know you can just communicate with other people and it opens up this whole new world and this new experiences uh, from that. So I would say definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a definitely a better person. And I still like to travel. I mean, I've only been to 30 countries. I'd like to see another 100, that's for sure. There's so many other countries out there I want to go. I want to experience. I want to experience the food. I want to experience the people. I want to experience, yeah, just uh, getting to know people. And, and, and it's, it's, we, we have so much in common with one another, definitely. Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like at the end of the day, I would say living abroad was one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life because <laughs> I got to know, I got to see a different side of the world. And yes. it's not necessarily that it's always better on the other side of the world. It's just <clears> that <throat> you have another option to reevaluate your life and the values that you've been instilled in. You know, you don't. And by going abroad, you can see, okay, I kind of like more of what I have back home or, okay, something's not enough back home. How can I improve it? It just gives you a fresh point of view of your life and you get to choose what values you want to retain and then what you want to change for you to be a better person, for you to have a better life. So I always tell people 
living abroad, especially by myself, without the influence of your family and close friends back home, it was honestly the best decision that I've made. Wow, interesting. Um, definitely, I think uh, I don't. I don't believe that one culture is better than the other. I don't believe one culture is worse than the. There's good and bad in every culture. And, and, yeah, for know, sure. We cannot. Uh, there's a rotten apple in every basket. So I'm not going to paint a brush or whatever. Um, and I think what I've done, Kimmy, over the years, as I go to different cultures and as I experience different peoples of different backgrounds, I just say, okay, well, what can I learn from these people? What can I, what can I become better? And what, what are these people doing amazing at that? And, and I think that's what it is. Because what can also happen is sometimes if you just think that, oh, that culture is superior and you, you want to, ape that or you want to become that you're really going to become insecure about your own culture and I, and I think i like what you said that you know it also made me aware of what is good in my own culture what's what's good in my own country what is good in 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 canada right now and it's so easy to just become critical and like oh well you know let's go here let's go there and, and so to me yeah definitely definitely i i i'm like hey yeah that there's this there's good and bad and everything and, and and let's learn from the what's good. Let's focus on that, and rather than just you know the negative. All right, so that's about it from my side, Kimmy. Hey, do you want to add anything else? And uh... not really. Uh, probably as um, as a final note, I would say with everything going on, if you're moving abroad right now, take extra precaution and you know, your experience might be different right now because of the global situation. Yes, but definitely. Yeah, definitely. at the end of the day, it's still going to be a unique experience if you're moving there for work or for studies. We truly wish you the best of luck, especially in a time like this. You will experience something that no one has ever experienced before. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. And well, let us know your comment. Follow us on Facebook. And um, we're at the Eleven in the Asian Room on Facebook. And we also, we're also on Patreon.com if you want to show us some support and let us know your feedback if you've liked our episode. Wow, awesome. Yeah, finally, uh, final words. Jerry, you're from Toronto. Uh, go out if you can afford it. Travel, travel. Go out. Uh, meet different people it really will broaden your horizons make friends make relationships yeah with covid is going to be challenging but the only way we can get to know about your country and your culture is to come here share and 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 let's and let's all work to make this world a better place uh stay safe uh, st uh you know be out there and i'm sure humans we are strong we will get over this covid thing and we'll again be back traveling See you on my next travels. Uh, listen to us. We wish you all the safe. Uh, Kimmy, good night. Uh, Jerry is from Toronto. Good night and have a great week ahead of you. Bye bye. Good night.